Today on Inside MLFB, we're going to talk with Arkansas Tech head coach Ernest Wilson. This is Coach Wilson's second stint in the professional ranks after earlier coaching in the arena leagues. And he spent many times and many years coaching at all different levels and many different positions. Brings a wealth of experience. Super excited to talk with Coach Wilson. Inside MLFB it, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet 50 at WinBet and get 200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our relaunch merch store where you can get all your favorite SGPN gear. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And joining us today on Inside MLFB is Coach Ernest Wilson of the Arkansas Attack. Coach, welcome. Excited to finally talk to you in person, uh, somewhat in person and face-to-face. How are you doing today, Coach? I am doing fine. How are you doing, Adam? I'm glad doing to be well. here. Uh, glad we're here, too. We're days away from you going to Mobile and camp, right? I mean, you guys are all packed up, ready to go. Well, actually, I'm in route right now. I'm trying to get there. I got to do a retirement uh, get together here. And from there, I'll be in Mobile tomorrow. There we go. So en route on your journey. And coach, you've taken a it, it's been a journey for you to get uh, your first professional head coaching job. Uh, can you just talk to us? You know, where where's this journey taken you? I know you started way back at Allegheny College. Just what were some of the high points that you hit along the way there? from Allegheny until now as a professional football head coach? Well, you know, I like to think, uh, I always tease people, but I actually been a head coach three times already professionally. I was with the, uh, back in 1998, I was with the uh, Dayton Skyhawks of the Indoor Football League. And then I was with uh, the Carolina Rhinos of AF2 and then Jacksonville of the AF2. Um, You know, I've been fortunate enough when I was with all three of those teams or two of the three, I went to the playoffs or the semifinals uh, three times and unfortunately haven't got that big one yet. But then uh, when I was at Jacksonville, we finished second place. Um, but, you know, I've, I've been successful. I've worked with many, many great coaches that people know uh, from, uh, you know, starting out with Joe Philbin in D3. Joe Philbin, uh, who was the head coach of the Dolphins, now is assistant head coach at uh, – you know, assistant head coach over at Dallas Cowboys. And then also I worked with uh, Ken O'Keefe, who's at Iowa, who just uh, went into the, just walked off the field. But we won a national championship there at Allegheny College and won 24 straight games. Then I was fortunate enough to go and do an internship, my first internship with uh, with Ted Marchabroda, who's a great man. Uh and I really enjoyed working with him. He really had me into every aspect of the NFL. And uh, it was great. I, I just can't keep saying it over and over. Finally, the next step, I went over to uh, University of Maine with Kirk Ferentz of Iowa. He's at Iowa now. But 
I had an opportunity to work with Kirk, and he was a great person, too. I mean, they were outstanding. They were good family men, good all-around men and people that I'm naming. And then, of course, as you can see, great coaches. Uh, and then I went on to uh, the big, the mega, uh, you know, with Joe Paterno. and had an opportunity to work with Coach Paterno and his staff and uh, went to the bowl game, went 10-2 and two the first year and 12-0 and 0 the second year in the Rose Bowl. So, uh, you know, they were in the Rose Bowl. I actually got ticket, taken a job right before that. You couldn't do it. But, uh, you know, we went to the Citrus Bowl, and, and they had had a losing team the year before I came, and we turned it around, made it 10-2, and two, finished like number two or three in the nation. Uh, went on from there. We, we have a long resume, by the way, if you don't know it. <laughs> went on from there. I went over to uh, Alabama A&M work with a guy named Reggie Oliver. Reggie Oliver is the quarterback in the movie We Are Marshall. And okay. it's a true story. He was there. He was yeah. actually he played quarterback for Marshall then. Uh so that was exciting. Got to know him. I it was mentored by him, but I got to know him even more. From there went to Elizabeth City State, which my first offensive coordinating job. That was good. Then work worked over to uh uh Oberlin College for a semester. And again, that's when I got my first head coaching jobs in arena ball and enjoyed it. I mean, we sent more guys. Those when you talk about what what have you done and sent more guys there than uh, to the NFL, AF1 and all those other places than any other team during that, that tenure. And then next I went over to I decided to get out of uh, eight man football and get back into college. And I just just I was going to relax and went to a school called Benedict College and ended up having their first winning season and mm-hmm. since like in like thir- 20 years or so. And that was exciting. Then from Benedict, everybody used to call, I used to always have a coach that was from Mississippi State. And he said, you think you're how mummy? You think you're how mummy? And I'm like, uh, no, but he said, oh, he threw the ball. He was at Mississippi State when how when mm-hmm. how was at Kentucky. Next thing you know, I get a phone call from how mummy saying, would you come and work for me? So I worked for him for five years four or five years and enjoyed it. And uh, he left and we went over to, uh, I worked for a guy named Dwayne Walker had been in the NFL. And then from there, uh, from there, I went to, uh, it, uh, from there, I went over to, uh, let me see, all the places. Yeah. Doing this thing on the phone. <laughs> but you're good, you're good. From there, I went on to uh, How Mummy, and then I went to Jackson State, which I finished number one in the eyes of offensive coordinator there and worked under a great man named Rick Tomagy and ran. Uh, we, we had to know they, they were the worst offense in the country. Mm-hmm. And ended up, uh, they said, you know, when I called to find a place, people said, oh, you got to find a football team offense over there. And they, they were the worst offense in the country. And I took them my first year, took them to number 15. And I was sitting there with the AD, and the AD said, uh, you did a great job taking us from nowhere to 15 in the country, but can you repeat it? And they had uh, put a raise incentive in there. And I said, yes. So uh, I always teach Jackson State. I teach, when they talk about Deion Sanders, I said before it was Deion Sanders, it was Ernest Wilson, which that's not true. There was a lot of great players that came through there. But I ended up uh, – finishing number one in the country in total offense in every category or most categories, I was either two or three mm-hmm. behind a fellow air raid guy. But uh, 
from there, I took on my head coaching job in college in Savannah State, or I went to Hampton and had an opportunity to meet their, their uh, Don Rose and work under him and did well. Got a job at Savannah State. They, they called me in the middle of this recruiting and said, would you please come to Savannah State, which I did. And it was interesting. I said, <laughs> I walked into a situation that didn't have a weight room. They still don't have a weight room on campus or really on campus. And then they didn't have a, uh, they told me they were going to build one. And then they didn't have spring football because they were on probation. Mm-hmm. And they said, in five years, they said, uh, they said, I talked to the NCAA once I got on campus and a uh, little trickery there. And I, they told me, look, uh, it's going to take them five years, which under, uh, I say, my, my uh, Bridget, I'm trying to think of Bridget's last name because I want to give her some love. But she uh, ended up, um, Bridget Tabor, my mm-hmm. academic advisor and myself, we got them off in two years and got spring ball back. And mm-hmm. so that was when they were, you know, we're playing my, we're trying to play Miami. We're trying to play Miami, Troy State, Georgia Southern without spring football. Right, and that was a that was Savannah's <laughs> first year moving up from D two to FCS, wasn't it? They were no, uh, they had been in FCS and never F- won, had never won an FCS or a Division that, One football that was game. It. it. It was shortly yeah. after they made that pivot to FCS that you came in, you and inherited this team, this program that had a lot of things that were missing: spring football, yeah. weight room just nothing and yeah. you, you academic, built <laughs> lacking scholarships lacking everything but it was it was cool because i wish i sometimes i wish i had stayed there. i love the area savannah's mm-hmm. great area but i i wish i had stayed there um but it, you know unfortunately i decided because of a, a controversy not but building the weight room pretty much and mm-hmm. not give my guys a chance to really be successful uh i moved on to elizabeth city state which i was coach of the year there mm-hmm. and every year offensively i was producing people and doing well but we were i was coach of the year my first year and it was neat and then next year i had 10 freshmen out there but it, it was good it was good then i went to elizabeth i mean uh I, I wanted to come home to my mother, who was in Ohio at the time, and mm-hmm. ended up going to a little school. My buddy got the head coaching job, and uh, at Defiance College. And I, I didn't. I really only planned to stay one semester. And you know, when you plan to stay one place for whatever, I enjoyed it, and I ended up. Uh, I ended up going four years and becoming the interim head coach this past year. Yeah. So, and then next thing you know, I'm talking, to, oh, I was in the spring league yeah. last summer with Hal Mummy coaching DBs. And uh, I say Mike McCarty came through. And I knew Mike, you know, yeah. Mike and I, we got the same type of, uh, you know, you know, situation which we met, been everywhere, met everybody. Yeah. So I was like, hey, Mike, how you doing? What are you doing here? You know, et cetera. And then he said what he was trying to do. And I said, anything to help these kids out. And so Mike and I started talking, and next thing you know, uh, next thing you know, uh, he calls me up, and I, and I always say I give it to Christ. I believe in God, and you believe in I'm a Christian, and, and uh, I was told that I would lead, and I would lead, uh, and uh, I got out of church, and Mike started talking to me about, and I decided to ask a phone call right after I'm sitting in the church parking lot, mm-hmm. in 30 minutes. <laughs> 
we into about 30 minutes in the conversation. He said, I don't think you need to be assistant coach. I think you probably need to be a head coach. He said, you mind if you recommend me to Frank, uh, to Frank Murtha? And I said, yeah. And that night, Frank called me up about 30, 40 minutes in the conversation. He goes, hey, I think we found our fourth head coach. So I, I always say it was a miracle. And I'm ecstatic to be uh, coaching here. I think there's a lot. And, you know, I didn't talk to you about all the NFL guys and mm-hmm. everything else. But, you know, I've been blessed. I've been very blessed to have a great coaching career. And I just hope to be able to uh, provide the development that the players need, the coaches need, the league need. They will tell you I've done everything or tried to help them with everything, anything, because I understand their mission. And I'm, in, I'm really enjoying it. Good. Awesome. I mean, Coach, you're you're one of the most – there are some heavy-hitting coaches in here, and you are the coach that I think a lot of people aren't excited for right now, but they're going to be excited for by the end of this when they see the offensive talent and ability that you're going to put on that field. I mean, you talked about it a little bit. Your Jackson State offenses were prolific. Your Hampton offenses were prolific. Your Defiance offense, your Savannah State offense, your Elizabeth City offense, all of those were offenses that – you could see we're on the cusp of something and they were growing and they were getting better and you were improving and coaching that offensive talent. And, you know, you just bring that explosiveness, you know, just talk about a little bit about your philosophy. You've described it to people before is air raid, but pro style, because you're going to use the tight ends and the super back, as you call them. I know you don't have, you don't have fullbacks and tight ends. You have a super back, right? Well, I'm a little bit different now. Okay. When I was at Defiance, I did not run the offense. I was just okay. running backs coach, special teams coordinator, academic recruiting coordinator, everybody else. I held all titles and all things. Those yeah. social day coach. But Manny actually ran that, and they were okay. I actually didn't do well there uh, as an offense. But I had all conference running backs. What was being coaching running backs, I had all conference running backs uh, almost every year. And one year I had two all conference running backs. Mm-hmm. So that was unique. And I, I had, like I said, I always had fun co- teaching young men. My offensive style is a kind of a pro style slash air raid. I, I, I was, I was blessed because prior to uh, plus, uh, uh, excuse me, prior to um, being coming to uh what is it going into coaching and meeting mm-hmm. how mummy I was an offensive coordinator what coach mummy did. And I want to give him his kudos. He taught me how to be an offensive coordinator, how to put uh, plays in certain situations, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, how many plays can you run during a game? And so that was kind of unique. And so what I did was I did that, made sure that I had high reps, a certain rotation, everything else. And that's why I feel like we're successful because we will practice everything over and over. Just like if you were running the uh, option or veer or something, you practice it over and over against all looks. And he broke down the looks. And so I was taught that and I've been able to continue doing it. And I've been able to do it and uh, get it done. And that's yeah. what I always give it to how but there was many other people. Ted Marchbroda taught me some things. Uh, Kenny O'Keefe and Joe Philbin. So I put a little bit of everything together, but 80% of it is probably how mommy. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet 50, win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Bet 
$500 on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and entire your entire league. Multiple entries allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for all of mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. We've relaunched the SGPN merch store. Tons of awesome gear from your favorite SGPN shows. We'll have inside MLFB gear up soon. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Okay, awesome. Um, you know, we talked about your philosophy. You talked about the players and your passion that you just, you want to turn these young men into pro- even a higher level of professional football players. As you're recruit, I'm going to say recruiting, but as you're scouting players, trying to find them and bring them into the league, what are the traits that are most important for you that you're looking for on film or as you talk to them and you talk to their coaches, what are you looking for in an Arkansas attack player to help them get to the next level? Well, I've always been a recruiting coordinator and coach mommy and I give him some book, but every, almost every level I've been a recruiting coordinator, director, player, personnel, uh, or when I put my teams together. And I, I basically look for number, number one, you want to look always for fundamentals and techniques. You want to look for effort. I have something that I call feet fundamentals, uh, your, your energy, your effort, uh, execution, and then technique. And that's what I look for. I try to make, uh, you know, I try to look at that. I look, I look for how the guy's character, how he carries himself. Uh, this is a developmental league. My job is to help coach him up on fundamentals and techniques, but also in business matters. Some of them don't understand coming out of college, unfortunately, that this is a business. And they were in college exchanging their physical attributes to, uh, you know, for the college and the university. And I'm trying to get them mature and be men. Now we got to go back another two or three years with this league, hopefully. And hopefully it only take one year. But teach them everything. Teach them everything physically, spiritually, and mentally. And usually they walk away, uh, you know, understanding great things. And that's what I'm looking for in a player. Are you willing to come in and revamp, try to study why you made it or you didn't make it? And what can I do to help you get there? Awesome. I mean, that's just coach. That's amazing. And I know, um, you know, you have an extensive history coaching at lower levels. I'm going to say lower level, but sub FBS schools as a head coach, you have a lot of experience in HBCUs where, like you said earlier, 
Jackson State was there before Deion Sanders got there, and everybody just needs to realize the talent level that exists at these colleges. And, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of players, you know, some players who have announced that are going to be on your team. It seems like you are using that idea of there's untapped talent at the HBCU level um, in your recruiting approach. I'm going to call it recruiting for lack of a better word, because you're going out, you're calling guys and you're trying to convince them to come in. Um, Do you think that that's something that's we're going to see more players who have been maybe missed by pro scouts and the pro levels come in from HBCUs? And why do you think they've been missed all these years? Okay. I think there's a couple things that's going on here. And I know that certain people are using it as their platform, but I've always used it as a platform. When I was at some smaller schools, I felt like some players could play uh, and and could be successful. When I'm at the HBCUs, there's a lot of kids that were underdeveloped. And our job is to develop them. I don't think uh, always the NFL is familiar. Uh, the personnel that goes out to scout these, they, they hear something and they don't go any farther. If you look at my background, especially in the AF2, uh, in arena ball, and the guys moved on to Division One, And even with CFL, uh, I had a young man named Chris Williams that I would go to all the uh, all the CFL uh, workouts and tell them about Chris. And I say, he only weighs 150, 160 pounds. And they were like, oh, I said, guys, I've been in the NFL. I've been everywhere. I said, this kid can get it. And I said, he was all American, caught over 100 balls or something one year. And they didn't believe it. The Hamilton Tiger Cats took a, uh, took a chance on this young man. And he ended up being uh, the player of the year in the CFL. Uh, same thing with a, a kid named Daquan Neal that was in arena football. And I told him what he needed to do. And I don't think he exactly believed. And then he started to believe it. He went to the arena football league. And this was just recently, four years ago. And when he played for Man Elizabeth City State, the guy was not the rookie of the year. And he went to a tryout. He was the player of the year. There's a lot of kids out there that can play. Now, are they willing to revamp or, or rethink uh, about what they have to do? Or are they willing? Or, or, you know, I say we start with them first. You know, what are you willing to do to get better and believe in your dream? Okay. And that's what I think. That's why I've been successful in putting about picking up people and developing them and moving them on to other levels. And then Chris ended up, I would say, Chris ended up playing for the Chicago Bears. But you know, there's a lot of talent out there. I think Mike and I, I'm, Mike's an interesting, Mike McCarty's an interesting mm-hmm. guy. I say it like that. I like listening to sometimes we get in these conversations at one o'clock in the morning, which I can't figure that out. <laughs> my bro, what, what they call a friend bro or whatever he is yeah. in, in, in major league football. Yeah. But uh, we get into some weird conversation. I, I accidentally <laughs> ask, answer a question or he accident, and then we're, we're off and running. But you know he's a he's a he's a uh, great pro pro personnel person, and he knows everything and everybody that's going on. So I've had a lot of good times with him, and and, and helping put this league together. Even though I'm supposed to be coaching, uh, but I'm having a good time. And uh, but you know to go back to what you're saying with the young men, you know that's my job, and that's what they explained to me. But I already felt, and that's why I really like these adventures. 
these ventures and adventures. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, you know, so that's what I'm all about right now. Yeah. Are you a fan of coffee? Did you have some coffee this morning? How'd you pick it? You probably just went to the grocery store and just guessed what you thought you'd like best. Or maybe you have a coffee shop nearby, a big bucks chain that doesn't necessarily personalize your tastes. Well, not with Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee can connect customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever had at home. They're gonna Trade's going to partner you with the best craft roasters. These are small, independent businesses from big cities and small towns all across America. Trade customers, you have a chance to make a big impact for this. This is expertly tasted and crafted coffee. And Trade Coffee Team actually tastes thousands of coffees to keep 450 kinds live and ready to ship out every day. There's no perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you, and Trade's human-powered algorithm is going to find it. Trade is so confident, they'll match you right the first time that if they didn't, they'll take your feedback, and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. Right now, Trade is offering a new, new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, password, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Uh, you've obviously been putting your roster together a little bit. Is there any player that you've kind of in your talk in your recruiting and that you've gotten on the attack that you're like, I'm excited to watch this guy play. I'm excited for this kid to get his shot and let him loose on the field. I'm excited for every single one of them. Uh, I would say that uh, there's some guys I just signed, I'm signing a you know, signing a quarterback that to me is almost like Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm real excited. And I'm real excited about that's, that. Uh, that's uh, out of St. Augustine, right? Uh, Jones? No, I, th- no, no. I can't. I can't, oh, he's not, can't he's say not yet. Officially, I can't say yet. 
But oh, that's, that's oh, a, yeah. I'm gonna have to get yeah. this out fast, think, Ghost, uh, so that he way let, the tease is still back. there. He led him to a bowl game. Uh, he led Africa to a bowl game, so I'm really excited about it. But uh, um, you know, hold on, hold on, just one second. Yeah, yeah. So you know, obviously, coach is traveling, folks. He's he's on his way to Mobile. He's a busy man. You know, everything's going to be moving fast here because you got to spend a couple weeks in Mobile here, getting yes. training camp installed and everything, and then it's back up to Little Rock uh, for the season. Um, you know, and you've obviously got rosters. That's exciting that you've got an electric quarterback. Because it seems like, you know, having looked back and watched some of your teams, the my favorite offenses that I watched when I was doing the research and trying to find games were when you had the electric quarterback who could make plays in every phase of the game. And I, you know, you mentioned Daquan Neal and Daquan Neal, you know, went to the arena league and he should be, if anyone's an arena fan, they know Daquan Neal because he has just put up absolutely amazing numbers there. And it shows that he had some good coaching behind the scenes so yes uh and you know you get i had players of the year in hbcu with uh with um I'm, I'm, uh, casey terrio uh i had players of the year in other league and you know i was laughing because i was looking back at how many people think i'm a quarterback guru and i'm only five foot nine never <laughs> really played quarterback read up on I, I played quarterback when i was in high school when i threw one pass i think it was an interception but now I'm a, I'm a guru, but I didn't realize how many quarterbacks I put out and that's been unique or that, you know, been in the top, whatever. So, you know, it's, it's really unique to be able to coach and enjoy your coaching and help people out. Yeah. Uh, coach, you're up, you're the coach of the Arkansas attack playing in Little Rock, Arkansas. How does it feel to be bringing professional football to a state like Arkansas that's never had it into a city like Little Rock that has such a rich football history. How does it feel to be bringing pro football to those folks? Uh, I'm very, very excited. And I'll tell you why. When I was in AF2, and I always tell the major league football, they might want to look at the AF2 markets back in the day when it first started out because I'll never forget Arkansas, Little Rock, had a team and they were averaging like 16 to 18,000 people a game. And that was amazing. You know, we were averaging 10, 12 under Carl Shear and David Stearns of the NBA, but these people are averaging 18,000. If I can get that same crowd to the uh, war memorial and get the town excited about this uh, team. And we got Arkansas players. We got central Arkansas players. We got Southern Arkansas players. I got them all on a team. So uh, it's a smorgasbord of all the type of players we have, you know, Division One, mm-hmm. former NFL, CFL players. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a great product. I really look forward to having it there in Arkansas. It's just that right market. So yep. uh, anything you want to tell the people of Arkansas as you're getting ready for the season, what should they look forward to or just any anything you think they should know about you and your team that's coming to town here? Uh, I, I get uh, Joe Phil when you say keep your helmets on and your head low. So hey, we're gonna be heading, and then I have other coaches say, hey, we're gonna bring the scunion, and uh, hopefully we have a little bit of onion with the prime because we just want to upset somebody. So that's what I'm looking to do, and I'm looking to the talent is there. Let's enjoy this talent. This is your team. 
and let's have fun doing it. Let's have lots of fun doing it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Coach, for your time. I know you're a busy man. Appreciate you joining us here. Uh, and we're looking forward to seeing what you do here, Coach. Super excited to watch you return to the professional ranks. Hey, I'm glad to be here and go Major League Football. Let's do it. There we go. Nova.